0: hi podcast babe welcome to season five of the podcast Waves podcast get ready for inspiring interviews with female podcasters every monday and a bite-sized podcast hack episode every wednesday if you want to learn more about podcast monetization or if you're ready to outsource podcast management be sure to check out our website at thepodcastwaves.com. okay so now let's go into the episode Hello, welcome to a new episode of the podcast, babes. I am super excited because today I'm here with Sophia Lorena, and she is a 21-year young mortgage broker from California, and she is the host of The Shit Show of My Twenties podcast. And since April 2020, she has interviewed over 140 people. Um, she is passionate about helping women turn their shit show into growth opportunities, Very, very inspiring. And I'm super excited to have you here today. Um, Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to be here too. Thank you so much for having me. It's so amazing to see that you have interviewed over 140 people. That is crazy. Um, Can you tell us a little
1: bit more about the podcast? Yeah, so I started the podcast in April 2020, kind of right when the pandemic kind of started. And the reason why I started then is because I got furloughed from my job. So I was furloughed for about three months. And during those three months, I was like, okay, Sophia, like if you don't start the podcast now, it's never going to happen because you're never going to have this much free time. So I decided I was like looking at my options. I was like, I could either be really sad or really anxious about if this job's going to come back or not, because I didn't know. Or I could start a podcast, occupy my time and keep the faith that the drop's going to come back. But in the meantime, do something I love mm-hmm. to kind of have that energy go somewhere else. So I decided to go with the second one. And it was like I started my podcast within like four or five days. <laughs> like I was like, okay, here's the idea. <laughs> here's the people. And then I started scheduling in people to my calendar before I knew what I was doing, because I knew if I scheduled those people, and I would show up for those people. So that's why I heard it. exactly <laughs> so that's why I started yeah. scheduling it in before I had too much time to think about it because I know if I gave myself too much time to think about it I would think of all the reasons why not to versus all the reasons to do it so
0: yeah. So these first people that you interviewed, were these people that you already knew? No,
1: I didn't know any of them. So what happened was I went on different Facebook groups, like I went on women business owners and like podcast guests and like all these different Facebook groups. And I just put like a bit about my story and a bit about what I wanted to do with the podcast. And then I said, them. I put put your story below in the comments if you think you would be a good fit. And so then I would read through these people's stories in the comments and then whoever I thought was a good fit, I would DM them and send them a link to my calendar and then we would do an interview together. So I was just like kind of crowdsourcing all these different people and I use like Matchmaker and Podmatch. I use all these different platforms, but
0: yeah. Awesome. So you got 140 people to come on the show. Um how did you make sure because like sometimes I get these questions from podcasters as like, okay, I don't have the show yet. I want to start it. How do I get people on the show when the show doesn't even exist? So
1: how did you go about that? Well, I just told people more about me versus the show, like kind of more about me, what my intention with the show was. Mm -hmm. And I think that's all you can do at the beginning. You can just focus on what's your intention and what's the goal because really you have nothing. You don't have a podcast. You don't have anything to really show for it. but at least you could share your story. And you you don't have to start with necessarily big guests, right? You could start with people on Facebook groups. You could start with people that you already know. You could start so many different places. So I think it's like the pressure of thinking they need like a good, a huge guest right away. or They need to do something right away versus just starting where you are because you could start where you are with the vision, with the podcast, it's really easy to start where you are. I think it's more the overthinking thing of like, I'm not good enough to start where I am. Mm -hmm. I think it's more of that.
0: Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And you're super young. I mean, you're probably younger than the average podcast host. Was that also something that maybe held you back before starting your podcast? That. I don't know, maybe people said you're too young or maybe you fell too young.
1: Yeah, so I've been listening to podcasts since I was 14 years old. So I've always wanted to start one. And I really should have started a podcast maybe two, three years before I actually did, but I didn't because of one of the big things was my age was like, oh, I'm young. I don't know if anyone wants to listen to someone so young. I don't don't have like real life experience yet. I don't have a job yet. I don't have a degree yet or whatever that thing is for you. So I really should have started a podcast sooner and just went with it, but I didn't. And I think it's actually, it's a good and a bad thing. It's a a bad thing because maybe I could have got more traction. Maybe I could have got a bigger audience. Maybe I could have done that and got more experience. But the good thing about it is I don't think it would have been anything along the lines of what it is now. Which is what I really like because I think it really resonates with 20-year-olds because they feel like they're going through the shit shows. Like they feel like they can relate to the title. So I think if I would have started it earlier, it would have been something more vanilla and it probably wouldn't have done as well versus kind of waiting and saying like, no, this has to be it and this is what it's going to be. So I think it kind of helped me and and maybe not so much helped me at the same time. So
0: yeah. Yeah, I think um it's exactly what you said before. You just got to you just got to deal with what you have. Like that if this is what you have now then like today is probably the best day to start. Like you cannot do anything about the past anymore and waiting for I don't know one year from now, 5 years from now, 10 years from now is also no use. So this is it is what it is. And In the past, what is it, year and a half now, your podcast has grown so much. How did you, how did that happen? How did you do that?
1: (laughs) I think part of it was a little bit of luck and part of it was the title too. So one thing I focused on a lot in the beginning was on my Instagram page, I would go through and engage with a lot of people every day. So I engage with a lot of 20-somethings, a lot of people into personal development who look like they would be into the show. So I would go and like their photos and engage with those people every day. And another thing I've done too is I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn and my LinkedIn posts do pretty well. So I think it was a combination of LinkedIn and Instagram doing really well for me. And that's what helped. But yeah, right now I haven't put as much energy as I probably should have been into Instagram. I kind of took my foot back on Instagram, but I'm still learning, like, I'm still kind of getting back into like, how much do I want to post? Because I feel like I kind of burnt myself out by being like, so on it, on it, on it. And like, engaging with people like a couple hours a day, you know, it it takes a lot of energy. So I'm trying to figure out where the balance is now. But I think just that beginning really helped of going like, I'm going to post this much on LinkedIn, and I'm going to engage with this many people. And I'm going to post this much on Instagram. I think having that at the beginning really helped. Mm-hmm. And it was also because you didn't have work at the start, you
0: could put in these hours and, and this energy to it. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Is there anything in the past year and a half that you changed in a podcast, maybe in the podcast format or in how you promote it?
1: Not really. It's really been the same. It's been Instagram, LinkedIn, like writing different stories on LinkedIn. And it's really been the same two things for the past year and a half. Um, The only thing different has been adding reels. (laughs) You know, reels are getting more popular. So that's the only thing different I've been adding is some reels. But yeah, it's been the same thing, just Instagram and LinkedIn. I feel like there's a big audience on LinkedIn on On Instagram for personal development because you could go through different people's pages like Mel Robbins and like all these personal development figures. And then you could look on the tag post or you could look on like there's different ways to connect people back to different audiences. So you could kind of look at like, okay, I know my girl is into this girl and I know she's within this age. And then you could kind of find those people. So I think that really helps choose like the amount of access you have to people on Instagram. You have a lot of access.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so... What
0: what you're also saying that maybe the consistency is also part of your success, because you just started this podcast, went all in, also in promotion, and you just kept going at it, even though you start, you're a little bit less on Instagram now. But still, you, I think your promotion strategy is really simple. It's Instagram, LinkedIn, that's it, like no shiny object syndrome. Um, because in a year and a half, like you could have tried so many different things. But Maybe that is part of the success to just keep um, just keeping the same promotion channels and not have a million different ones.
1: Yeah, I think keeping the same ones kind of makes it easier if you're someone like me who wants to do like, you know, like just two simple things versus trying to do like 20 different things. I think if I tried to do like 20 different things, it would have like spread my energy everywhere. And I would have got overwhelmed and think thought like, okay, which one's working, which one's not working and kind of gone all over the place versus just I go on Instagram, I go on LinkedIn, you know, sometimes I go on other people's podcasts, but I have no way of tracking how going on other people's podcasts has affected my podcast. So I don't know if that's done anything to be honest with you or not but like I've just been very Mm -hmm. consistent in doing different things and doing those two main things and I think it helped not like overwhelm me about I have to do like 20 30 different things at the same time
0: yeah exactly so the first three months you could spend all your time on the podcast because you didn't have a job next to it but how Mm. is it now because now you work again um so how did you make sure that you still have time for the podcast but also for work like how do you balance it hey babe do you like this episode so far like me you have a message to share with your audience and it is important in fact it could change your lives that is what i believe but first you need to be very clear about two things Exactly who you are trying to help and what you offer them that no one else can. Because it all starts there. It's all about your brand. And Brandface sponsors this podcast. They help people just like you to define, develop, and display a brand that positions you as an authority. It's time to make sure you stand out. Find out more at learnaboutbrandface.com. And I also added the link to the show notes so you can just click through there. Okay, now let's get back to the episode.
1: It's a lot. It's a lot to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Cause I, I do, I try to do at least one episode a week every week. And that's been for over a year and a half. And some of those weeks when I w- didn't have a job, I would do like three episodes a week or four episodes a week. Like I would do crazy things in the beginning because I had so much free time. And now, you know, I work five days a week. And I work, I talk to people all day long on the phone. So that's my job. So you spend a lot of energy talking, talking, talking that when you get to the podcast, it's kind of like I've talked so much. Like, do I have any more energy to talk? But I think the good thing is I do have two days off. So in those two days off, I go, I walk, I go and do different things. And then I have Fridays is like my podcasting day. So on Fridays, I'll do an interview. I'll go for a walk. And I try not to do like too many interviews in a day. I'll do maybe one or two interviews a week because I know my energy is pretty low from talking to people all the time that like I have to be very like strict. And then another thing I realized is I am not good at like evening podcasts. Like if I try to record a podcast at like five or seven, it's just not going to work because I like waking up early. And I know like by five or seven, like my energy is just done. Like it's just not going to happen. So I think also realizing the patterns in yourself of like, okay, I really like early mornings. Can I do early morning podcasts? Or or okay, if you're an evening person, then maybe evening podcasts work for you. Mm -hmm. But I know for me, it's not going to work at all.
0: (laughs) I have exactly the same. I realized this too. I went on some some podcasts in the evening or people that couldn't record during the day. And in the evening, I don't know, I just cannot find my words. Yeah. <laughs> it's very awkward because then you're like, oh, I don't know what I want to say. <laughs> I have exactly the same. I think it's a great tip, just knowing yourself yeah. and then using that to your advantage.
1: Yeah, because you have to know when your energy is there and when it's not, because if your energy is not there, it's going to feel like 20 times harder than you want it to feel. So Yeah, true. Absolutely. Um,
0: So Sophia, your podcast is all about personal development, right? Yeah. How has your own personal development help you in podcasting? Yeah, so I've been into
1: personal development for a long time. And I've been into I think the reason why a lot of people get into personal development, or at least I could say for like my own reason, is because you had something big happen. Like you had something big happen. You didn't know how to process it. You had like a shit show moment. You had a wake-up call from the universe. You had something big. Because going into personal development, it's not like a willingless choice, I feel like. It's more like a choice of I know I need to address this thing. And I know that if I don't address it, it's gonna get worse. I feel like that's kind of like been my path into personal development and a lot of other people's paths into personal development. So I'm really glad that I had things happen in terms of like relationships and all these other things happen that really stemmed me into like, okay, I'm going to get into personal development pretty young. Because I think, had I not gone into it pretty young, I would have not had the life I have now. I think I would have had, I like, I didn't go to college. I didn't do the traditional route. I didn't do a lot of the things you're supposed to do. And I think the only reason why I had the confidence to do what I wanted to do was just listening to all these other people's stories and realizing, okay, Okay, there's like a thousand different ways to get to where you want to go. Like a thousand. Like you could go to college, you could not go to college, depending on what you want to do. You could do this, you could do that. And I also started listening to Gary Vee really young, and he said, like, if you don't want to go to college, don't go. Like, don't go to make someone else happy, but go for yourself if you really want it, but don't force it. Like, don't go into debt for something you don't believe in. So I think having all these different people that I could look to, I was like, okay, like, it's okay that I feel in my heart, like, it's not for me. Like, it's okay that I'm gonna have to disappoint people for a year. So I can be happy, you know, and not be in debt. It's okay if I have to have these car- hard conversations, because I know how to navigate them. And I know they're gonna get easier. And it's better to have these hard conversations than hold this resentment and hold this thing. Like, what if I did not So, I think that was one of the biggest things for me getting into personal development so early is it just really helped me expand like the way I viewed everything and helped me realize that like I have choice. And I think before I thought I didn't have choice. I thought I had to kind of go into whatever everyone else said because that's the only choice I can make. So I think that's one of the really big things that helped. And then I feel like it related back to podcasting because I used a lot of those things. Like it helped me it helped me realize all the blocks I had around podcasting, like the block around my voice, the block around, uh, is anyone going to want to listen to me? The block around, am I good enough? The block around, like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of crazy. Is anyone going to be into <laughs> sort of crazy? You know, you have all these different things that you think about. And then it stops you from doing the podcast because you just stay stuck up here. Versus actually trying and experimenting and seeing, which is the hardest thing is how do you get from up here to actually trying and experimenting and seeing and letting your audience tell you? versus just being stuck in your head. So I think that's the biggest thing it helped me with podcasting and just kind of realizing how in my head I was and how ridiculous it is that I stay in my head for years. (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. And I think what you said, like hearing stories from other people is so, so powerful. And I think it's awesome. It sounds like it came a little bit full circle for you because now you share the stories of the people that you maybe still look up to or that other people can look up to and I think that is so so great that you have this platform now that you can use to inspire other people
1: yeah it does feel full circle (laughs) it does yeah
0: so what what else are you planning for the podcast is there any anything that's coming up like anything exciting that you want to share honestly nothing exciting every week is exciting
1: (laughs) yeah nothing exciting yet like I'm I I just feel like I'm in this season of like redirecting my energy and focusing on like okay what conversations do I really want to have and what conversations are I not want to have you know and kind of like being more intentional but there's nothing really exciting I think it's just exciting like redirection of like what do I really want and what do I not want I think that's the only thing that's been really on my head and You know, eventually in like a couple years or so, I would love to start hosting retreats and have different speakers there and do like international retreats and stuff like that. So that's definitely something I'd love to do in like three to five years. So I think... That would be really fun. But yeah, nothing really exciting right now.
0: (laughs) Okay, so it's more the um, small tweaks and improvements on the podcast that you're working towards, like fine tuning your niche, maybe, or fine tuning the specific guests that you have on your show, and then growing it from there, just keeping the momentum going until, I don't know, three to five years when you want to do your retreats. And then uh, probably also use your podcast audience to maybe as members of the retreats. How do you say that? Like guests on a retreat that sounds really good and that sounds very exciting though (laughs) yeah
1: yeah yeah that would be really fun I'd love to do like a retreat in Greece and like in Bali and like all these beautiful places
0: Mm, that sounds like a really cool future plan Um, so
1: if you have one key tip or learning for other podcasters what would that be I think the key tip would be just starting where you are I feel like at the beginning, I felt a lot of pressure of like, oh, but this person has this credentials. Oh, but this person has this many businesses. Oh, but this person's a public speaker. Oh, but this person's, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I would get so stuck at the beginning of thinking of all the things I didn't have that I didn't realize the things that I did have. So I think that was the biggest thing at the beginning is I would go and compare myself to these podcasters who have been doing it for five to six years. And then I realized, oh my gosh, is that fair? Is that fair to compare myself to someone who's been doing it five to six years and I haven't even done one episode? And the truth is, it's not fair. It's not fair because you're not giving yourself the time to learn. You're not giving yourself the time to experience. And that's why I had to realize it's like, Sophia, you're doing all these unrealistic expectations on yourself. And why don't we just start and see where it goes? I think that's the best thing you could do is just experiment and say, I'm just going to start this and see where it goes, see what conversations I have, see what people I meet and kind of taking more of like an experiment energy versus the energy of I have to be perfect. I have to have this. I have to have these credentials or else I'm not worthy of starting my own podcast. If you could just stay in the experimental stage, I think that's a lot better. I totally agree. I think that is absolutely a
0: perfect tip that we can all take away from today's talk. Sophia, thank you so much. If people want to listen to the podcast or learn more about what you do, what is the best place where they can connect with you?
1: Yeah, so the podcast is called The Shit Show of My 20s and it's on Apple and pretty much everywhere and you can always connect with me on Instagram, The Shit Show of My 20s perfect thank you
0: so much for coming on the show this was awesome thank you so much for telling us all about your podcast journey all the tips and tricks that you had for us and i will definitely be listening because i think it's super interesting what you do and the stories that you share so if you're listening to this episode i would also highly recommend listening to Sophia's episode now as a ne- next episode um yeah see if you can get inspired there <laughs> and that's a wrap for this episode Do you want to know more of my podcast monetization and growth tips? I share my best tips with my email list. Click the link in the show notes to receive our weekly value-packed podcast newsletter. See you there. Hey, Podcast babe. Before you go, I want to tell you real quick about a free tool that we developed, a quiz. So if you have heard me talking about podcast monetization and all the different options that you have and you're like, okay, cool, but what's the right one for me? That is exactly what you can find out in this quiz. So, if you go to thepodcastwaves.com forward slash quiz, you can answer nine questions. It will only take you five minutes. And one of the podcast monetization strategies will roll out of this quiz as the perfect strategy for you. Of course, I will also give you some tips on how to get started, some podcast episodes to listen to, specified to the outcome of your quiz. So, Go to the podcast babes forward slash quiz, take the quiz and start monetizing.